the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. The headlines of Afghanistan's deteriorating security situation, uh, fears about COVID locally and nationally, and a world-famous tennis player getting upset at a Zoom press conference in Cincinnati would seemingly have nothing to do with each other. But I think they have a lot to do with each other, and we're going to talk about that concept today, the death of of consequences, the death of willingness to embrace difficult here on a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Woodley Show. I'm very glad you've joined me in our new time slot, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's a pleasure to be with you over lunch, if not have lunch with you, although I would love to do that too sometime. You can email the show, bruce at 9890answer.com. Take us with you via your Bluetooth or via your handheld device. Many apps will allow you to do that. iHeartTuneInRadio.com and the Answer app. Search 989FM, the answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. So here's the good news from Afghanistan. We control the military side of the airport, not the the, uh, public side of the airport. Taliban controls that. But we control the military side of the airport. That's the good news. The bad news is uh, we cannot guarantee you any safety getting to the airport. If you are one of the thousands of American citizens, 10,000 or more, if you are among the 100,000 or so Afghans who would like to get out, many of them, of course, women, who, strangely enough, would prefer life where they can wear normal clothes, get an education, not have to go out in public without a male escort, and not be viewed as the Taliban terms them comfort wives. We would refer to that as sex slaves. Uh, those women, strangely enough, can't wait to get out of Afghanistan. Of course, they try to get to the portion of the airport that we control. Uh, They will likely be uh, ravaged. Uh, As for COVID, the doctors will tell you, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff this afternoon absolutely will tell you, that uh, the Delta variant of COVID is ravaging our state and will ravage our state. Okay, let's have... A very plain conversation. Getting COVID is no picnic. All right? Early on, you could die from it. Right now, not so much. 
I'm not making a statement that it's incapable of taking your life. I'm just basically repeating information that I read from a source that's not a conservative source at all. The Columbus Dispatch has a story today, headline, We Don't Really Want to Do This Again. Hospital Workers Prepare for Another COVID Battle. And they quote a healthcare worker by the name of Lydia Walters. And a couple paragraphs down, this is what it reads. Patients sickened with the virus seem to be faring better than the seniors hospitalized last fall and winter. They're often in the hospital for a few days, then they're discharged and sent home. Here's a quote from uh, Lydia Walters. When I came into the field last year, it was in the middle of the worst of it. It was incredibly exhausting. With this wave of patients, I feel very in control of their care. We kind of have a routine down now. Okay. Nobody likes to go to the hospital. Nobody likes to need hospitalization. We're not saying, oh, COVID sounds like fun. It sounds unpleasant. The runny nose, the cough, the symptoms, whatever they are. I'll delineate them for you later in the show. Not fun, not pleasant. I get it. But in another era, would we have panicked like this over something that, okay, might put you in the hospital, but... Probably not going to kill you, and by the admission of a hospital worker who says, I don't want to do this again, but she says, I now feel more in control of this than I ever did before. Isn't that what we would hope would be the case with COVID? It's a virus. It's going to be here for a very long time. A very long time. Hospitals are, you'll be told today, filling up. You got to get vaccinated so the hospitals don't fill up. Watch out. We can't afford it. Okay. A few weeks ago, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff and uh, honchos from major hospitals around uh, Columbus, uh, Ohio Health, Nationwide Children's, uh, they all converged downtown and they painted a very grim picture on COVID. I remember specifically uh, the Nationwide uh, person got up and talked about our hospitals filling up. We can't do it. Come on, you got to get vaccinated. We can't do this. It's a disaster waiting to happen. I'm paraphrasing. Well, now deep in this dispatch story today, I read this. While COVID-19 cases have reportedly risen nationally among children, that trend has yet to show up locally. Hmm. Instead, the story continues, another common virus has squeezed Nationwide Children's Hospital in recent weeks. The pediatric hospital is dealing with the rising cases of respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, which usually begins circulating more in the fall than in the late summer. Okay, so the C, the guy from Nationwide tried to scare you that Delta variant is why Nationwide is filling up, and that's not why Nationwide is filling up, which is a problem in that the noble lie is a lie. We tell you this lie for your own good. We tell you this, hey, our hospital's filling up. You better go get vaccinated. Oh, our hospital's not filling up because of COVID, but you should still go get your kids vaccinated. See, this is the kind of mistrust is an issue, all right? Now we get to Afghanistan. The hard thing is to stay because, oh, you know, we've been there forever. The hard thing is to perhaps at some point in time lose another military person. 
The hard thing is, heaven forbid the Taliban attack us sometime, and oh, what are we still doing there and all that. But the right thing is to stay there and protect Afghani citizens. That's the hard thing. We don't want to do the hard thing because we might get criticized for the hard thing sometime. On COVID, we might get criticized if we tell people the truth. Hey, it's a virus. We can't keep you from getting it. But you're a doctor. You're supposed to save me. It's a virus. I can't save you. I can't guarantee you safety. The hard thing we don't want to do. And as it concerns the tennis player, Naomi Osaka, she doesn't like doing press conferences. And Monday she did her first one in a long time. And somebody asked her about, hey, you don't really like doing these, do you? And she struggled to answer, but did answer. But, oh, the hatred that has rained down upon the bully who dare ask her that question. He did the hard thing. He did his job. He did it well. He's a friend of mine. I'll tell you about him as the show progresses. But first, I want to talk to Johan in Athens. He's called 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Johan, you're not floating away down there in Athens, are you? I saw that they have flood warnings for your county. Uh few cars and trucks flipped on the side, driving a little crazy. Wow. But floating around, eh, no. But That's not why you called. What can I do for you today? Okay. So, question I have that I'm not hearing anyone talk about. Okay. China has already recognized the Taliban as the head honchos of Afghanistan. Yes, they have. Are they maybe after any of the drones or high-tech weapons that we left there Mm. hey taliban here's a hundred billion dollars can we have one of the u.s drones so we can study it and figure out how to destroy the united states you know johan you're right you're right i've not heard that asked either that's a great question that's a super great question everybody assumes china's involvement is oh they want their precious minerals and all that why wouldn't they want those why wouldn't they want to get a look at the Apache attack helicopters and the drones and all that. That's a great point. Great point. I don't have an answer for you. I don't have a comforting answer for you. Uh, The disaster that is Afghanistan continues to spin out of control. We'll have audio that demonstrates just how completely feckless the Biden administration is on that. But I would uh, be curious to get your thoughts on the death of consequences and the disappearing American will to do the difficult thing. Adversity is not pleasant, but muscles grow because you work them to the point where they tear a little bit, just a tiny bit. And then the blood surges in and they recover and they get stronger because of the adversity. We're a country that's getting weaker. And I think the reason we're getting weaker socially, politically, I think it's because we just don't want to do the hard thing anymore. It's the first week of school. Maybe some of you have kids who have to go for the first time. Maybe they cried. Did you tell them they didn't have to go? They could stay home with mom, with dad, where they feel safe? Or did you gently nudge them, tell them you love them, push them out into the unknown, knowing they'll be okay, but knowing it'll be hard for a while? We do that with our little ones because we haven't gotten to the point yet where we feel like sending them to school is, you know, something I just can't bear to see Junior go through. But boy, on everything else, 
we seem to shy from doing the hard thing. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. Telling exchange today on CNN. The anchor is John Berman. The Pentagon spokesperson is John Kirby. Uh, the conversation is about evacuating Americans in Afghanistan, who, despite the fact that the Taliban is being labeled the kinder, gentler Taliban, uh, there are still many tweets coming from people who served in Afghanistan, had a translator. No Americans in Afghanistan, no contractors. Oh, yeah, the Taliban's coming door to door, and they're shooting people. There was one extremely gruesome tweet today about uh, a person who was on their way to the airport. Uh, They were detained, and then uh, they were hung. Uh, Their Department of Defense ID was melted into their chest. Uh, His arms were severed and his family was killed. Uh, But his 10-year-old daughter was uh, spared and handed off to Taliban leadership. I'm sure she'll have a wonderful life there. So these kinds of atrocities are uh, touching the hearts even of the most left-leaning people in the media. And John Berman of CNN would be among them. And here is Pentagon spokesperson, Biden spokesperson, John Kirby, uh, trying to deflect criticism for the inane situation Biden has allowed to develop over there. And I wish you could see John Berman's uh, just astounded face at some of the things that John Kirby is saying. But the audio is powerful enough. Listen, you said you have the ability or will have the ability to move five to 9,000 out a day. If I can get some specifics here, how many Americans do you believe to be in Afghanistan right now? Well, we think there are certainly thousands of Americans. Uh, we don't have an exact uh, count. Uh, I would say somewhere, uh, best guess, between five and 10,000 that are, uh, that are, uh, are near Kabul. Uh, there was a message put out by the, Secretary of, sorry, the State Department today uh, advising uh, those Americans uh, uh, about how to queue up and how to get to the airport uh, so, so that we're, now that security is better, uh, they don't need to necessarily shelter in place and they can begin uh, movement to the airport for processing for flights out. So Americans can begin moving to the airport for processing for flights out? They can. I want to understand how you're going to do that. Because there are only so many people at the airport right now. There aren't 20,000 people at yeah. the airport right now. There aren't five to no. 10,000 Americans at the airport right now. They're at their homes, either in Kabul or the area. What is the plan to get these people to the airport? The, there's, first of all, from a military perspective, John, our focus is at the airport, right? It's security and stability at the airport so we can keep operations going. We're working hand-in-glove with the State Department uh, in terms of supporting their plans uh, at processing these individuals. Uh, but, uh, again, that's something that we're going to be doing on a case-by-case, day-by-day basis. Right now, though, uh, I don't want to set the expectation that, uh, that we are equipped and, and, uh, and able uh, to go out into the countryside and physically move people into Kabul. Our focus right now the troops that we have there are at the airport. The idea is to make sure we can get that uh, the air operations not only have they resumed, but to keep them in place for as long as possible. If they can't get to the airport, what does it matter if you have the capabilities to get them out from the airport? 
Uh, John, I understand that, and we all understand that the security situation in Kabul is not ideal. Uh, right now, the airport is open, uh, and people are able to get through uh, through the gates there. There's a, there's a processing process that actually has to occur, uh, but right now, things are moving out of the airport, and again, our focus is on making sure that continues. Man, how bad is that? That's the Pentagon spokesperson when asked, what is the plan to get people safely to the airport, saying, well, we're focused on the airport. They can't divert their focus from the airport. Why? Because he says, as long as is possible, they're going to hold the airport military portion secure, as long as is possible. From that, I gather, they need everybody they have to guard the portion of the airport that they have. So it's a disaster. Security not ideal, he says. And I don't want to set the expectation that we can move people safely into Kabul. Yeah, here's the statement from the State Department yesterday. Two American citizens, I'm reading right from the State Department website, thank you for registering your request to be evacuated. I mean, this is pathetic. Thank you for registering your request to be evacuated from Afghanistan. The U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan has confirmed that an undefined number of U.S. government-provided flights will begin soon. An undefined number. They don't know if they're going to be able to get them out. Okay, here we go. In Now, this is in bold. Please make your way to Hamid Karzi International Airport at this time. Oh, wait. There's one more sentence, and it's in all caps, and it's bold-faced. After please make your way to Hamid Karzi International Airport at this time, please be advised that the United States government cannot guarantee your security as you make this trip. Come on out. If you get to the airport, we might have a flight for you. But we can't guarantee you're going to get to the airport. And we printed that in capital letters and bold letters because very likely you can't get there safely. Uh, Today at 1 o'clock, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff, Ohio Department of Health head honcho, will talk about Delta and how dangerous it is and how you have to get vaccinated. Uh, At the same time, the Biden administration is now recommending a third COVID shot. And I'm going to do my best not to call them vaccines because a vaccine to me is something like I take it once and I'm good. A shot is something you take seasonally. Or in the case of these COVID shots, now they are recommending every eight months you get another shot. So Dr. Vanderhoff will recommend the shot and he can do that. It's fine. Um, But I don't get flu shots. Boy, you got canceled in the beginning if you referred to COVID as like the flu. At least the shots appear to be kind of like flu shots, although flu shots, maybe I'm kidding myself, I think last a year. Doesn't take away the miraculous research effort that went into these. They're good. They're fine. I just don't happen to think they're better than natural immunity developed by COVID infection and recovery. I could be wrong on that. If so, I'll bear the consequences. I'm willing to do that. And you should be given that freedom, too. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.